This podcast allows others to tell their spiritual stories and journeys and gives them the safe space to do so. Some things said within may not always align with the views of our podcast. Here at Coven of Rejects, we believe in allowing anyone to tell their story regardless of our own personal beliefs. While we do encourage you to follow our guests on social media to better understand their journey, we do ask that you use your own intuition to discern what energy may or may not align with you. What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Diana Ratliff. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. I want to thank 777 Sounds for making that kick-ass introduction song. You can find them on Instagram at 777sounds. You guys, the Facebook page is up and popping. You can find us at Coven of Rejects on Facebook. On Instagram, I'm still behind on getting that going. So you can follow me, Gemini underscore goddess 420. I will update you on all things podcast and my life. Welcome to my shit show. The merch is still available on the Coven of Rejects website, which is just www.covenofrejects.com. This week's guest is Eric Clark. He has his own podcast called Vibing with Sleazy, and we actually got connected because of Paige Buckman, whose interview also dropped today. You guys can go and listen to her as well. And I'm super excited just to have had this conversation. I was on his podcast this past Tuesday, so you guys should go check out Vibing with Sleazy. I will put that information in the description so you guys can go tap into that. But we just had a really cool conversation. This was just a bonus episode. So we were like, oh, we're friends with Paige. We both have podcasts. Like, let's talk. Let's connect. You know, let's branch out and meet new people. And so we were going to talk paranormal because Eric used to be a, like, supernatural. What do they call them? A ghost hunter. That's what he did. He did ghost hunting. Um, so I was like, yeah, we'll just do like a paranormal conversation. Well, it turns into true crime. He's actually the first person I've ever read on the podcast and it turned into a mediumship read that was completely spontaneous and unplanned. So I'm stoked for you guys to hear this episode this week. So, uh, no further introduction. Here's Eric Clark. Hello. What's up? What's up, homie? What up? What up? Huh? I was just in your land on your podcast, and now you're in my land on my podcast. Yeah, this is sick. This is sick. So I like this app. This Anchor app's dope. Oh, dude. Anchor is the shit. So I was telling you, I this app is free, first of all. It's super convenient. Um, I can, like you see, I can send you a link to be in a recorded call with me on the app. It will save our call automatically afterwards and title it with your name so it's easy to search up. I can edit the episode right inside of here. I can post to all platforms inside of here. It's sick. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I like this because, and plus it's like this popped up real quick um, and yeah, it's smooth. So, but yeah, I'm honored to be on and uh, I thank you for being on my show. That went great. I felt like the flow was really good and like uh, audience really got to, you know, get to know both of us. And so I'm really thrilled to be on your show. 
That's so awesome. I'm so glad I got to be on yours. I'm so glad to have you here. You know, I I wanted to have you on. Shout out Paige, who got us connected. She was on your podcast, um, which is Vibing with Sleazy. And she came on and just, you know, even though your podcast isn't about spirituality necessarily, you still provide that safe space, that platform. You're still respectful and understanding of just everybody living their life, doing their thing. We talked about that on your show, but you know, I want people on this one to be able to know that about you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And yeah, that's, that's who I am. And that's how I feel in general that like everybody should be accepted and I'm open-minded and I think people need to be more open-minded in general. And I think this narrow-minded perspective that people sometimes still have, they need to abandon that and get away from that. And if, if they do that, it's it's not only going to um you know probably help them in general personally but it's just it's just better for the world it's just people need to be accepted and i think too it's like but people also like something we talked about a lot of my podcast is just open up their minds in general but in every perspective of life like and and just try new things and try to live life like you know i mean it, it can be tough out there and you know, the world can, the world can be tough sometimes, but it's like, just try to live it to the fullest and enjoy it as much as you can for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, and speaking of doing things that are kind of out of the ordinary, we're not even necessarily talking spirituality today, having you on. You are my bonus episode with Miss Page for December 26th, right after Christmas. You guys are my Christmas goodie package. And yeah, I actually super want to talk to you about paranormal activity. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Um, I, uh, I have a lot of experience with that. Um, that's something that whew, it's uh, I've had a lot of bad with it. I've had a lot of good with it. It's uh, and it's something that I believe in and, and I could with paranormal, not only could I dive in, personal experiences but i could share experiences that i've heard um especially here locally in louisville kentucky uh i could uh share some things that i've heard nationally i mean um and something that you may not know is that uh waverly hills and louisville is probably the most haunted place in america at least uh i wouldn't say maybe the world but at least in north america and it's right in louisville kentucky i actually work probably about seven minutes from it and live about 25 minutes from it so it's a pretty interesting to have that piece of history um you know that close to you and and then also knowing that i've had family pass away there so uh, a lot of people come to town uh, that are in the paranormal industry um television shows uh to really explore that place and it's something that i don't know it really uh it's really interesting to check out and uh, i've been there before and then uh, just, uh, I used to ghost hunt, um, with, uh, a group down in Nashville and I've even had some of my own personal explorers and just, um, I don't know. It's just something I've always been interested in. I've respected, um, and I've really, uh, I really love history and I love learning and I love to really know, you know, I, I love learning about, you know, the, the just the spirit world in general and just and then you hear these stories of this of just ghosts and what what's happened to others you know like it 
it's it's almost like sometimes these ghost stories you're living through other people and it's interesting to do that and it's actually kind of a fun experience because when you're reading these ghost stories uh if you had the same experience with that maybe that ghost or in that location you can kind of compare and it's uh it's interesting because you know it might even scare you like why the ghosts do that to me you know and, and not them or you know it might even be like oh that's interesting that they did that so i don't know it's it's a it's an interesting topic and I could probably talk about it for, for a long time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I heard you mention that you were a ghost hunter um, on one of your episodes and I was like, Oh, I, we will be discussing ghosts. Um, yeah. You know, I, I haven't always necessarily believed in ghosts just because I've always like seen spirits anyways. So like, I wasn't ever like weirded out, but yeah. I think the biggest mind fuck for me um, I want to tell you this and then I want to hear all of your stories here, okay, yeah, for sure. here in Idaho, they have the haunted penitentiary. It's in Boise. It's actually right behind my office where I work Ooh. and yeah, it's so sick. So it's one, it's huge Two, When you go inside of there, they have on the wall, all of this like information about the place. And then they have somebody, a guide that will walk with you and they'll just like give you little details and stuff. So going to the prison itself was like, you know, you're always there. Oh, it's haunted or whatever. And I'm always like, okay, cool. Like you guys have ghost settings, whatever. When yeah. we went, there is the spot. They used to do indoor hangings, indoor executions. And wow. Yeah. And so they have this room where the floor, you know, beneath moves away. So there's a, there's a witness room where people would have sat. They would have watched it. You can see through the glass where the prisoner would have gone, been hung, dropped through the floor. There is a drain underneath there in case they like peed themselves or whatever. And the guide is telling us they, that, uh, it's so loud and they would test this with a, with a heavy bag of flour for like 24 hours. They would just keep opening the floor and dropping it and testing it. So the person who's getting executioned, they can literally hear all that day before their execution, the freaking thing going back and forth, just like he's going to have to do. And when I got told that I had chills so deep Ooh. down my spine. Oh, I would be too. That's that's absolutely horrifying. Could you imagine like, oh my God. And the women's ward. <laughs> I might just be psychotic, but um, when we go through the women's ward, they have stuff written all over the walls too. Like they tell you about the, you know, the different inmates that were there. And most of these women were there because husband's cheating on her. And so she put strychnine in his water or husband was beating their son. And so she shot him in the head and she got life in prison. And I'm like, cool. This is why I lived during this lifetime because this would have been me because any of those things I too would have strychnine him, his water or shot him in the head. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. And there's a, I'll say this, that opens up my, uh, that definitely opens up some thoughts of like, okay. So you were talking about how, like, could you picture that? Like, that's terrifying. Like, you know, Living in general, being a living human being with feelings and emotions and, you know, just everything in general, it's like, it really is crazy to read in history about the different tortures, about 
the different punishments and you know it some of that shit like just picturing it really fucking sucks <laughs> if you really think about it like um i read about i read about talking about like just in history about like how people used to be you know they just the way people used to be punished in general it's just i don't know and i think that's also something that talking about paranormal you know increases uh, spirits being at a place that you know where that kind of stuff happens that kind of punishment can i tell you a secret yeah for sure <laughs> well i, I, don't I know. waterboarded myself on the purpose secret might time. be out now I, I i waterboarded myself on purpose one time really i i did because i i've always gotten annoyed in movies when people are getting waterboarded that they're freaking out because i'm like you have to know that like you're not gonna die that's the entire point of waterboarding is that you're not gonna die like mind over matter what the fuck get it together and and it's it, it for some reason it used to make me violently angry i I don't know. I don't think I've even seen people get waterboarded very much in movies, but I distinctly remember when it's happened, I got mad. And so I did that. I put a towel over my face. I waterboarded myself in the shower one time because I was just like mind over matter. I terrified myself. I really thought I was drowning and it took me a second to realize I could just like move out of the water and take the towel off my face. And so now like waterboarding terrifies me. Oh, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> yeah that i mean first of all that's number one that's like I'm, i appreciate you sharing that secret and number two <laughs> i think that's pretty it's pretty brave to give it a shot because it's something that you know it definitely is something that people get tortured and do but yeah i think that also brings up a good point that a lot of movies um are definitely like bullshit when it comes to certain aspects you know like facts and like the way things happen like and you know i it it comes down to if like a lot of details in movies i feel like sometimes movies like like they'll say a certain thing or they'll try to portray this in this way and then you you read where like historians and researchers are like that wasn't true at all or that has nothing to do with the book you know you're like well where, where the fuck did that come from you know that's when you really ask like when you're watching those kind of movies it's because people sit there and they're like, you know what? This possession doesn't sound good enough. What do we do? And someone's like, make their fucking head rotate in a complete circle. And Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about like everything. I feel like everything gets exaggerated that much when it goes into a movie. Hey, Except- okay. If there- is- was there three things? Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, except for the Twilight movies, where, like, instead of elaborating and making it just, like, dope as shit and adding extra stuff, they just took away a bunch of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of movies that have certain things that are just, like, you know, you really question. I mean, I, uh, I went back and watched the Johnny Depp Willy Wonka version, and I'm a huge fan of the Gene Wilder old school Willy Mm -hmm. Wonka version. And the comparison is just like, I really think they dropped the ball in the newer one. And I just, you know, I don't know. I just watch it. And there's just certain things. I'm just like, this has nothing to do with the original. It's not supposed to. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that that might be true. So somebody pointed this out to me and explained it because I used to be really upset about it, too. So, yeah. 
the first movie, the original, is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And it's about Charlie's perception of everything that's happening and Willy Wonka. And so he's seeing Willy Wonka and stuff through his eyes. That's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But now the one with Johnny Depp is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And so it's supposed to come from the like idealistic, like Candyman perception and being weird and odd and and his journey and the kind of person that you have to be in order to be this candy person who comes up with all of these ideas. Wow. That is wild. Doesn't that, that totally such... change it for you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that definitely does. Cause I was, I was so disappointed, you know, and then like, because you get so hyped about them bringing it out now. It's also, too, like, a, I'm a huge Jurassic Park, Jurassic World fan. Like, I love dinosaurs in general. But there's, you know, there's a lot of bullshit that they do in those movies that aren't factual in reality to actual dinosaurs, you know? That's true. And did you like, know that they use um, pig sounds for dinosaur noises? That's wild. There I are, did not uh, know that. Now that Pigs are very have, smart. I have a pig, yeah. Oh, you do? I do. His name's Willie Nelson. He's a mini pig. And I mini, by the way. Huh? I said shout out to Willie Nelson. I love it. Shout out to Willie Nelson. Yeah, he. Um, I've smoked that pig out every night, every day of his life since I've had him. Um, oh. I tuck him in. He's mean to everybody else. He fucking loves me. Um, he's a little, he's a little charmer, but yeah, pigs are fucking super intelligent. They're super loving and they make the craziest noises. And we were like, that sounds like a dinosaur noise. We researched it. Sure enough, they do use pig sounds in Jurassic Park for the dinosaur sounds. I could see that, especially with like those little small green ones that used to run around. Like, um, uh, I just thought those were, um, uh, I thought those were like the uh, the craziest like little dinosaurs, like where they would chase like in little herds and packs, and they made the craziest noises. And they were like oh, yeah. usually on like islands. Yeah, the, some of those dinosaurs were wild, but I I could see that. I could see that for sure. The pig noises. I'm glad that we don't live in those times. So I want to hear about the ghosts. Um, yes. What I, would you like to know? I'm I, I'm down to. I'll answer any question and I'm, I'm down to, to share the info. I don't even know what questions I have. I guess I want to hear, I want to hear stories because I heard your possession story and I heard the uh, New Orleans, the downtown in New Orleans, that haunted building with the red hands that kept reappearing. And I mm. heard about uh, the haunted treehouse and everybody you can go to vibing with sleazy to hear those stories. We don't need to repeat the same stories. I want new fresh stories. I want you to blow my mind. All right. So um, first off, I'll tell you a story about, I'll tell you just a mind blowing story in general that maybe is not, I don't know if it's truly paranormal, but just from the piggyback off something we talked about, on vibing with sleazy when you were on here today is that, um, you know, I told you about internationally, I got to go over to Norway and, um, a story that we, we were sharing some paranormal stories over when I was visiting Norway one night with some friends and 
I got told this story and I don't think I've ever shared this on, on my podcast or even on that. I'm, I'm, and, and if I haven't, um, it's, it's definitely creepy. So, um, Can't back wait. in the day, I'm saging right now. Stuff, okay. A lot <laughs> of the subways and trains are, um, they ride through Norway, like in European countries, like they'll go North or go South and they'll just kind of go up and they have different stations. And so they'll run through the night. And so, um, basically a uh a guy gets on a on a train and he walks towards uh he's walking towards through the carts so he's moving his way to the front of the train and you can go through the different you know train cars and he gets onto the front of the train car that like is behind the uh the conductors you know the the main car and there's two gentlemen sitting on the first seat and the third seat. And there's a girl in the middle. And she looks like she's asleep, like her head's bent down. So the two guys are sitting there and they don't notice him. So he walks on and he's kind of like, that's a little weird. So he sits kind of towards the back of the train. And what, what he noticed was like all the lights were off at the station. And it was just super pitch black. And so they didn't even hear him or notice him on the car. So the, the train keeps going and... He's uh, he's looking and he gets up again and he starts walking towards and because he, he's kind of like this this just don't seem right and he looks up and he kind of notices as he moves up forward towards the front of the train car that uh, something doesn't seem right and he notices something well then the next train station a girl gets on and the girl is walking on to the uh, the cart well she starts passing the man. And the man grabs her by the arm and pulls her down. And she's like, hey, what are you doing? Get off me. And he's like, shh, be quiet. He's like, you got to get off the next stop with me. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you got to get off the next stop with me. Something's not right. And she's like, I don't know you. You're freaking me out. You're scaring me. And he's like, seriously, get off the next stop with me and don't say a word. He's like, I'm trying to help you. And she's like, I don't know you. Like, I'm going to call the police. And he's like, seriously, get off on the next stop with me this is life or death well out of nowhere the next stop she's like okay i'll get off with you so he grabs her and they he pulls her off the train and he's probably in his mid-50s she's in her 20s and they get off the train and the train takes off and she looks at him and she goes what's wrong with you why why did you want me to get off the train and he's like did you see those three people sitting up front and and she's like yeah she's like the girl in the middle her throat was slit oh <gasps> yep and they were just riding the train, these two guys. I guess they had killed her. And her throat slit, and they're just sitting there with her in the middle. What the fuck? Ain't that creepy? That's the creepiest shit I've oh. ever heard in my life. That's not even, is that even like ghost story? That's just murder story, no, right? I just had, I know, I just had to share that just because, like, it was just such a creepy story. That is that. Oh my God. Like my crime junkie heart is so fucking fulfilled by that story right now. You don't even understand. Oh, I could tell you some crime. Yeah. We can dive into some crime. Oh my God. You want to know the story that sticks with true crime is my shit. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. You, I listen to murder to fall asleep. If you don't listen to the crime junkie podcast, you need to. Their theme song is literally my ringtone. Um, it's the I best thing. Oh, they have so many. Epi- I literally pay monthly. 
they have their own crime junkie app where they that's where they put their podcast now and you can pay monthly to have extra episodes and to get money off of murder merch i do that that's sick i didn't <laughs> yeah i definitely check that out because i've i've heard some podcasts that are um murder like murder related like my favorite murder and they actually had an episode tied to louisville there's a murder house in louisville that it was a house that was featured on first 48 um it basically in the late 2000 uh like after 2005 ish between 2005 2010 um two uh gay guys uh met another gay guy at a uh, bar and they decide to have a threesome and they go back to the house and they do a bunch of drugs and get drunk. Well, for some reason, one of the gay guys wants to slit the other guy's throat. I've, so he I've heard them. about this episode. It was on Crime Junkie. Yeah. Yeah. Bury him in a Rubbermaid. Put him in the basement. And yeah. uh, turns out, after they start doing some research, there's just a bunch of bad juju and omens at this house. And it goes back so far. There's almost five to six. Um, murders that have happened within when it was like a tuberculosis hospital when it been had other oh, wow. apartments in there like a lot of crime and so what's really crazy is is that once that all this is the now this gets into some paranormal stuff that'll blow your mind so that murder was the last murder to happen well about 2015 to 2017 on Craigslist, they would start posting apartment rentals in the city of Louisville. Well, you know, they, they've probably done that for years. Well, people were posting, and somebody was scamming using that place because it was vacant. Nobody wanted to stay in there. And they were scamming, taking people's deposit money, pretending like apartments were for rent. Well, I guess it's been kind of cleaned up, and they tried to turn to, to something. There's probably a couple of people, I guess, living there now. But this is really crazy. So a, a few college kids in one of the apartments. So one of the apartment dorms is actually only about eight houses away from this murder house. Like, like where those apartments are. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of by the Cardinal Square. Well, here's the thing that's crazy. So about four college kids wanted to do some acid. And they do a oh, bunch shit. of acid. And they get fucked up. And they're having a good time. And so one of them just leaves. And he just starts walking through the neighborhood. Well, the three friends that were with him notice, oh, shit, he's gone. So they take off looking for him. And they go start walking down the sidewalk. And they notice they see him down the road there. He's looking at this house. So they try to grab him and pull him away. And they're like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, well, I went out for some air. But I had to walk over here of what I was seeing. And this girl's like, what, what are you seeing? And he's like. Uh, there's all this black smoke above this house and all this like this cloud and this, this black smoke. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I don't know. I haven't walked away. He's like, something's bad in this house. He's like, this house is evil. So they write down the number of the house and she looks it up. And that's when she finds out like that there was that murder and then other murders. And this dude was on acid and he literally had no idea. He's like supposedly some kid. I think he was from Philadelphia. Didn't have any history of this house. And by and he literally saw this black smoke over that house. Oh. Because Boy from Philadelphia. One day's enjoying cream cheese. The next day he's doing acid and seeing black smoke above haunted fucking demonic buildings. In the oldest neighborhood in Louisville. Insane. I want to go to Louisville. Old- Oh yeah, you gotta come. Like I like I said, you're always welcome. So 
it was very uh it's it old louisville is a very cool area and i got a lot of rentals like when i do part-time i do some rental work and so i get to go in some of these spooky houses and they're very interesting so let me uh so i'll tell you uh i i talked about the witch's tree i'm vibing with sleazy but yes we have a witch's tree in louisville we also have some other um very interesting history so we have a hotel called the seal okay and the seal back in the day uh it used to have like mafia people like al capone and see louisville has tons of tunnels underneath it uh they have all these tunnels that are barely even used now but you can go from like one street all the way to the river it's really interesting these tunnels and like al capone used to Go the Seelbach, and the Seelbach was actually modeled after the Great Gatsby. Um, I actually went to a couple of events there that were Great Gatsby themed, and they have a room downstairs that's extremely haunted. But a woman who got married, they were having their honeymoon, and they were gonna uh, at the Seelbach. Well, he, I guess, it was back in the olden times, and this guy was driving to the Seelbach, and he crashed and died. And she received the news at the hotel that her husband, their new, you know, her newlywed husband had died. So she like killed herself like jumped from i think in the elevator chute and um you can still see her like she's like the lady in white like she's very haunted but i'll tell you i'll tell you one place too the brown hotel is one of the oldest haunted hotels in america as well it's in louisville it's a very famous hotel it's actually uh the hot brown was invented there and um pretty much I got invited to a wedding. This is a this is one of the ghost stories. I'm not sure if I shared on that season one Bible sleeves you got to check out, but um, this is another one to blow your mind. So I was going up, um, I was going up to a, like a a, a post wedding party. So like we, my buddy, like he was about to get married, but he like wanted to have like a little party and like everybody, all the all the bros like crash, and then the next morning he go get married. And then the girls were doing their thing. So we he checked out a huge suite at the Brown Hotel and everybody like was partying and having a good time. So we ran out of beer. So I go down to the lobby to get some more beer from the bar. And this is probably like 1130 at night. And uh, next thing you know, I, I'm taking the elevator. Well, I've always heard this hotel is extremely haunted and I had never been there before. And I've already had paranormal experiences like like you were mentioned earlier in New Orleans in Crossville, Tennessee, I had, you know, ghost hunting in Pulaski, uh, here in Louisville, but I had never had any ghost experiences just randomly kind of happened to me when I, I feel like I wasn't really, um, expecting it kind of deal. Like I really, really wasn't expecting this. So heard it was haunted. I was drunk. I'm having a good time. And I go to the lobby, get a six beer cans and I walk over to the elevator and I press a button. And I and it opens up and the elevator shuts and there our floor was like on I think I believe it was like the maybe it was like the fourteenth or fifteenth floor I'm not sure exactly which floor number but the second floor the elevator stops and it opens up and a couple walks in and the Brown Hotel like I said dates back almost to the I believe the late to 1800s early 1900s and. Mm-hmm. This, this couple is dressed in like 1920s, like almost like Victorian era clothes, like Titanic, like, like a suit and like her clothes. And I go, Hey, how you doing? And they don't say a word. They just look at me 
So next thing you know, they press a button and they go to the floor below the floor I'm going to. And I'm like, this is really weird. They just got on the elevator, the floor after me. Like, why, why were they coming from the second floor to go to that floor? And then they ride all the way up and they get off, okay? And I say, have a good one because I'm a little buzzing. I'm feeling good. They just walk off, look at me, and just turn to the left. So I'm like, that's really weird. And I peep my head out, and I look. No one's there. And I get up to the room. None of the guys are believing me. They're like, you're drunk. You're full of shit. I was like, no, I, I'm telling you. And they knew what I believed in. And, you know, a couple of them believed me. But that was some of the creepiest shit I've ever seen, because they just completely vanished in midair. And that hotel's right on Broadway in Louisville. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, it was it was absolutely crazy. It just blew my mind that they just they just disappeared. And then um, there's actually uh, another crazy story that one happened to one of my good friends here. There's a there's a road called Lovers Lane that connects from Billtown to Bardstown, and that in Louisville is actually Bardstown's probably one of our busiest roads. It can connect you from to Bardstown, Kentucky, where a lot of the bourbon distilleries are all the way to downtown Louisville. Um, and, you know, there's Billtown, which is like another little side street. So there's little old houses that are connected. And that area had a lot of farmhouses and old houses back in the day. Well, there's a house that's on, like, I believe it's like Kentucky Avenue, uh, which is off close to Lover's Lane. And um, I'm, uh, I was talking to my buddy, and he went over there for like a little get-together. Well, he said that a few of the people were, like, partying. A few people got drunk, so they crashed upstairs in this guest room. And, you know, other people were crashing the floor. Well, out of nowhere, he said he was asleep, and he hears the door open, and he looks. And out of nowhere, he says, dude, I see a Taco Bell cup floating. And it's like has, like, half a Baja Blast in there, and it just gets thrown in his face. And then the door slams and runs off. So he wakes up the owner who's downstairs and he goes, what the fuck? He goes, this floating cup just threw by a blast. And then the guy was like, that's the ghost. Oh, shit. So this guy wasn't even shocked. Well, it turns out this little boy haunts this like house upstairs. And every time people say that, that he doesn't know, he grabs random cups like if liquid. And you're So supposedly you can't leave any cups or drinks around because he'll grab it and just throw it. And I thought that was like the craziest thing. And so next thing you know, I'm exploring this house in like J-Town where I live in the area of Louisville. And I see this home and I'm looking at it and I see a lot of spooky stuff. Like I see like it looked like there was like underground chambers and all this in this old like spooky plantation home. It was just creepy. And it's in the middle of J-Town and out of nowhere, um, I was talking about the home to one of my buddies. He's like, dude, I've stayed in that home. He's like, so-and-so lived there. And I said, who? And he's like, oh, one of my old buddies. He goes, he goes, dude, I was staying there one night. And he said in the middle of the night, like at 11 in the, like 11 at night, they're asleep. And out of nowhere, uh, he's in the guest room and the radio just randomly comes on and it's playing 1920s, like, music like and it's like playing that and his the mom comes running in like rips the like tries to unplug it or whatever 
and she can't get it off and then it finally goes off and she's like just go back to bed and they're like he's completely freaked out because he's staying the night there like with his friend and then next thing you know the water just all starts coming on and all the faucets oh, fuck and that. the whole house just had all this fucking crazy shit and he never went back and I blew my mind because I had like finally discovered it because you know I feel like I've seen most of everything in Louisville and like I like to learn about history and it's just it's interesting some of the stuff that's actually happened here's my yeah. thing and I tell this you know I say this to spirit all the time too because like I don't feel like, I feel like uh, spirits just like to speak whenever they want to. And they always like want something from anybody who can hear them. And mm-hmm. I'm approach me politely. Like, I, and I say that like when I have, you know, when I'm going to be doing a reading for somebody and I've asked somebody to come through, like be polite about the way that you're coming through. Same thing with ghosts. Like if you want to be present, be present, but don't be a dick and turn on the water fountains and turn on the radio in the middle of the night, because then I'm going to have to get you out of this house. And then we're both like, it's going to be frustrating for both of us. I would rather coexist. Thing is, I think it's interesting that too, it's like, I don't think uh, ghosts really know where they might be going as well. Um, if they did get, you know, if they did have to leave a house, but I understand what you're saying. I think that is true. It's like, why do you have to do all these things? Like, there's no point of it. But it also brings up, you know, there's shitty people on Earth. And, you know, and it just pretty much brings up the fact that there's going to be uh, shitty people in general that uh, are probably in the spirit world as well. But that's why, I don't know, I think, too, it's like there's ways that spirits could definitely show, you know, and I think spirits do as well, show some positive signs and show blessings and, yeah. uh, you know, in that in that regards. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, My husband, when they were growing up, they lived here in Boise and they lived in this house where there had been this man that hung himself and Brian's brother had that room. And um, they said that it was always cold as shit and the radio would randomly turn on in my husband's room. They would hear the man walking up the stairs Um, you know, they would go outside and smoke and the man would come outside and you could smell him smoking and like, wow. Yeah. Just, and, and I hear stuff like that. And like, I just wouldn't be okay with that. And it's funny to me because I'm totally okay with like communicating with spirit and like tapping into people who have passed away. And I just find that energy to be totally different than ghosts. I feel like People who are still attached in a physical form, like where they're showing themselves in a physical form, I feel like they don't want to communicate and they don't want to have help. They like trauma of some sort has stuck them where they are. And that imprint is so deep that they don't want to change that. I agree. And I I do agree in that regards. And I, I think, I think too, it's like, I think all, I think a lot of spirits all have a different message as well. And it also to kind of to really see, you know, I think some, you know, I think some are navigating well. I think some maybe are having struggles and, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting to really think about. And, uh, but yeah, like to really talk about some like, you know, to dive into some more paranormal moments is like, yeah, like I've had, you know, I had my personal ones uh, and like, like I got possessed at, you know, in Nashville when I was living there after I went to that hunt in Pulaski. Mm-hmm. And then like in Louisville, you know, cause like with the one that got possessed, it was basically, 
a, a, something that followed me. It was an evil spirit. And, you know, and I, you know, like I said, I still have that Bible by my bed and, and, you know, I, I, I touch it a lot just from the regards of like, you know, what hey, it, I, it got me through that situation. Down something there. that popped into my mind about that, um, experience with being possessed. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if it was because you had gone you had been okay. How do I say this? You were so drawn to that room that you couldn't get to, and that had the windows blacked out. Like you were drawn to that the entire time. And I wonder if it's because the energy wanted you to be drawn to it to have a way out. Uh, I'll be honest that that could be it because that did that room did provide me a lot of attention, and that room also was a room that like. It was such a mystery to me. And see, I'm so big. Like, I love to solve mysteries. And I love to, like, dive into mysteries and figure out things and and, uh, maybe even figure out things that aren't as important to maybe the others that are there. And I think people didn't really have that same experience because I picked that room and to put that recorder there. And it blew my mind that that door is basically sealed. I mean, that door was sealed and... And it's like, it, it's not, it's, it's like, why, you know, it's like, I want to know why, but I didn't have the power to. And so I'm like, so focused and I'm like, maybe this recorder will get, will, you know, will give me the answers. And it, it might've, like you said, maybe that's to travel and it, and it backfired. But I also think that, you know, I think I'm a good person. I try to be respectful in those places. And I and I think I've also had some other, you know, moments where, you know, I've had these experiences and it, it has been peaceful. But it was just a, um, it was a bad house in general. Just, you know, and it definitely wore a war-torn house. I mean, I'll tell you one right now that's going to probably give you chills. So yeah. I'm warning you right now. You're gonna have goosebumps out your ass, and it scares the fuck out. Not of out the ass. Yeah, not out the ass. Yeah, I just was. I was just saying, but, but I'm just like, <laughs> it is going to be. It's going to be goosebump city for you. So okay, I'm ready. It, it fucked me up. So here's the deal. I, I show homes part time, and uh, there's a home off Algonquin. Algonquin's out in the south end of Louisville. It's kind of in a you know lower income area, but I had a smaller renter home and. Um, I uh, I never had been to this home, and I get assigned these homes, and I go show them, and I go rent them, I inspect them, I make sure they look good, yada yada. But at the same time, I had never, uh, I just never had heard of this home, never been there, and I was just kind of like, all right, I'll go check it out. So I get there about fifteen minutes before, and I had an open house with five people that were going to be coming to this, uh, um this showing and when they I walk in the house I immediately get this eerie feeling and I I immediately start feeling sick and I start feeling like on a real like a serious note like I I almost felt like I was having a um, heart attack like and I'm a pretty healthy guy like I didn't think I was like I was like this this is not right and I started vomiting in the front yard like just all this just overcame me I had just had like a coffee and like a like a I don't know like a back to bread like an iced lemon loaf and so like I'm like just sitting there in the driveway and uh, I because I, I go sit in my truck for a minute and I'm like I call my boss and I'm like dude something's fucked up with this house 
He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, dude, I said, cut the bullshit. I said, what's wrong with this fucking house? And he's like, yeah, there's some weird things with that house. I said, no, seriously, man, what's wrong with this house? And turns out, like, he didn't share this with me, but one of the maintenance men or, like, one of the maintenance vendors had shot up heroin in the bathroom, and he died. He had overdosed in the bathroom. And I immediately started getting that feel, and it's happened recently. Like, fucking almost three to seven, between that range, three and seven days before I was in the house. Before I'm doing this open house. And I'm like, what the hell? Oh, it was really fresh. Really fresh. And they had cleaned, too. And something was fucked up with that house in general because there was three things that pointed out to me. Number one, the house next door was abandoned and there was just hate messages to all these different demographics spray painted all over the backyard. And I don't know if that's just a stranger or some punk kids that spray painted that all over there. But that's just bad in general. And that doesn't bring good energy. And then out of nowhere, I noticed in this house that some of the hallways, like upstairs and like even in the hallway going up to the to get up to the second floor was extremely narrow and was extremely like very tight to get through. And the house made just the house in general just made me very uncomfortable. And then you have that death in the bathroom. So I basically let the families come in for the open house because people start arriving and I just kind of stand outside and I don't like it. And I just don't like this house. I want to end it. I told my boss, I was like, if it doesn't rent today, I'll, I'll give this to another person on the roster. Like I, I don't need to rent this home. Well, out of nowhere, the last couple comes and they're walking up the house and they're like in the living room and we hear, upstairs someone sprinting like almost doing 40 yard dashes like just running rapid across the the ceiling and i'm like what the fuck is going on and i'm like terrified you know and these two these two people look at me and their first response to me like is like who's up there like like what is that because I think they're realizing what I'm realizing. We're the only three in this entire house right now. Everyone's left the open house. Well, this is where it gets crazy. So I walk them. All right. My butthole's already puckered. What's up? I said my butthole's already puckered. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cracking up. So next thing you know, I walk the I walk the uh, couple out to the front patio and I said, "Do you all want this home? Because I don't know what that is." And they were like, "Yes, we love the home. It's beautiful. We need it. it's in the area we need, what? and we'll just deal with it." And I said, "You all are crazy." I, I told them. I told them straight up. I said, "You all are crazy." They said, "No, we'll take it." So I told Chris. I said, "They're going to take it." So he's like, "Good." He's like, "Look, you don't have to deal with it." So here's where it gets really weird. So I lock up the house immediately. And what I have to do with these rentals is I show the people, and then after someone rents it, I go and inspect it before they move in. So there's nothing wrong. And then when I inspect it, if there's anything that I notice during the inspection, the maintenance team goes in, fixes it before the person moves in, or they mm-hmm. clean it. You know? Well, Chris texts me, and he goes, hey, everything's been done. The house has been inspected, but he's like, 
something going on. He goes, I had to get all the power shut off because LG&E wants to reset it, which is our power company. He's like, they're going to turn it back on like Thursday. And he's like, it's Tuesday. He's like, so the power will be off. So he's like, don't worry about the inspection. I just need you to pick up the lockbox and the keys. And I need you to bring that to the office um, on Wednesday. That way I can, you know, give these keys to the people, move it in on Thursday. And I said, okay, whatever. I said, as long as I ain't got to go in there. Shout out to these crazy fuckers who are going to rent this place, by the way. Like, shout out. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to them. Very brave. (laughs) And I pull up to the fucking driveway. And next thing you know, I'm not making this up. I look at the house. And the power's off. Guess what light's on? The fucking bathroom. The, the, the fucking bathroom. I'm talking. I grabbed the lockbox and keys. I called my family. I called my boss. I called my coworkers. I called friends. I freaked the fuck out. That is some dark ass shit. I'm sorry. That's fucked. That's fucking That's nuts. Fucked. That's... What's that person next not, to me? Oh my god, dude! That person, what? That person has not left that house, and that's what. And here's what's crazy: that house has been re-rented again. Someone, the two moved out after a year lease. They did twelve months in that house, and then someone now has re-signed a twelve-month lease there. Like, and. The thing about it is every single person that's lived there is complaining about stuff happening, but the home's affordable and it's in, you know, and some people just, they kind of need the house. And so it's, uh, it's crazy that some people are choosing to basically like a convenience of, you know, to of their lifestyle to live with some demon. Or, and I'm not saying it's a demon. I, I hope it's not, but someone that is definitely trying to cause ruckus of and destroy them, make people sick. I mean, that's very odd because even in places where I've had these paranormal experiences, I don't even feel sickness or any of that stuff really overcome. So it kind of blows my mind in general that, you know, that it's like I really got that. Uh, that extreme sickness feeling that I really did, you know, you know, you're also really sensitive to, um, getting your energy taken over and like getting attacked by presences. Um, I've noticed that as you've told a few stories and it makes me wonder what kind of stuff do you do for protection on yourself daily? I don't know. I think the thing I try to do, And I'll ask you, you know, I think you'll know more about it and like your opinion. But I think what I do is like I have the Bible next to my bed that that helped me with that ghost in Nashville. And I touch that a lot. I do have my mental prayer with, you know, with my faith. I also try to reflect each day, be positive, optimistic. Like I feel like like trying to love, you know, like love life and like view it in a positive way. But also too, um, you know, page has definitely given me some um, tools for like my house and some things that I feel like house and that things I can kind of like, you know, have, but um, I probably, you know, in in a way I probably could have better protection in general. 
let me get you, um, I'll, I'll get you some protection oil and that's going to come in a dropper bottle. I have a witch who makes it. Um, I actually gave Paige some prosperity ritual oil for Christmas for Yule. Um, so I'm going to, I'll send you some protection oil. And what you'll do is you can put that, um, like a drop in your hand. When you wash your hair, you can put a drop of it, like on your hands, on your body, on your person, putting it on your hair protects your crown, which is like where energy comes in and goes out the most. And See, I, didn't I just, I'm learning huh? right there. That's all. Awesome. Yeah. That's it. That's for one. I was like, awesome. I appreciate it. But that's also like, that's me learning. I didn't even realize what that crown thing. Yeah. Yeah. Your crown, um, you have the most energy comes in and out of your head. That's why um, like you wear a hat when it's cold outside because the most heat escapes, the most heat can come in as well. I so, think Paige mentioned yesterday about hats, or he just said that off the subject because I told her, oh, because I told her, you know what? That's crazy you say that because as soon as I was leaving last night, Paige is like, are you leaving too? And because when we got done recording, I was going to a Christmas party and I said, I'm going to put a hat on. I'll walk you out. And when I put my hat on, she's like, oh, that's good. That's protection. Yep, you're protecting your crown. Yeah, wow. Because she was wearing a hat too. And so, or like a toboggan, so I think she was doing that as well. I mean, it's cold as shit, but I think she's also protecting her crown as well. So that's sick. That's really cool to think about. Yeah, and if you're going to do more paranormal shit, doing that is really helpful. Um, And voodoo religion specifically, they won't cleanse their home. They won't do any kind of, um, of cleaning ceremonies without having their heads covered. Wow. I didn't, okay. Yeah. Yep. Because I've been, the voodoo, I've been to the voodoo museum down in new Orleans and like, I've been like in this area where they have like a little place where you can donate to the, the, the voodoo, you know, spirit of that place. And yeah, I mean, voodoo is definitely something interesting in general. And I think, uh, I don't know. I just sometimes, uh, uh, there's just so many things about so much about life that just really truly interests me and i think uh especially this past few years i've just really opened up more spiritually from the standpoint like i have my own faith and everything but i really have been diving into like different people's perspective and trying these things like like you saying this protection and things pages recommended and things uh, i've had other uh psychics and other spiritual people recommended i've tried even going to the uh, the Church of the Eternal Truth just to check it out. It's just because that's where, like I stated, like on Bible with Sleazy, it's like I'm very open-minded on wanting to try things and learn things and at least give some things a shot because it's interesting because if it works for people like you who are very like-minded like me, it's going to work for, you know, it's definitely going to work, I think, for me as well because it's it's something that I can take serious just like you do and see you, you get certain things out of it and I'll get certain things out of it, you know, from a standpoint when I, you know, like looking at things. So I think like talking about when it comes to like spirituality and like different avenues with it and stuff. So I think it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I think it's very interesting. And I, um, I think I really have been diving in more of like, trying things and seeing things and it the stuff's interesting to me like i i really have been reflecting more i found i feel like that's been extremely powerful for me i think things will come to you piece by piece and i think that you know you already 
you have an understanding for spirit being in physical form presenting itself to you a lot. Um, like I, I see spirit when it's not in physical form anymore, like not as ghosts. I haven't had like definite ghost encounters, but I've always seen spirit in a different way. And I think that you have a different gift where it's actually attracting ghosts and that kind of energy to you. And I bet you there's a way that you can learn to like help the souls that you're coming in contact with and that you see them in a way that other people don't necessarily see or care. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I think, I think there's definitely something there in that regards. And, you know, as much as I sometimes, you know, think like, Oh, why is this happening to me? You know, like with my cat and like the wreck and different things, I feel like too, as much as I'm seeing things in spiritual form, I do feel like, I am being protected as well, you know, because I am still positive optimist. I still keep on going and I do feel like there is almost some spirits protecting me. And I don't even know if it's in just human form. It could be human and animal. It could just be animal. Cause you know, I feel like that's another thing. Like I've really tried to put an impact on animals lives. Like, you know, I do the same for the humane society. I've had pets. I love the zoo. Like I love conservation. Like I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I do have some kind of protection looking over me spiritually, but, but it's also a mystery of like, you know, who is it, you know, and like what, what, you know, how much power do they really have? You know, do you pay attention to animal symbolism? Um, what do you mean? Like kind of uh, go, go into like detail about that. Okay. So this is something that Paige and I actually discussed on the episode that she'll be on um, also. So for me, animal symbolism has always been very strong. I, I don't like encounter an animal throughout the day that I think is just coincidence. Like say for instance, I am walking into work and I notice that like I'm paying specific attention to a crow that I see or it catches my attention. I'll Google what is the symbolism of crow and I'll see, oh, it's a messenger from the spirit realm. You need to tap in. You need to get realigned right now. Something big is coming for you. And so I'll do that real quick and just take that second or I'll notice that like a squirrel, you know, more than one squirrel has run in front of my car today and I'll be like, shit, like what does squirrel represent? Oh, it represents that I need to be patient and I need to be loyal to the people who are in my circle instead of wishing I had different friends, things like that. And so I resonate very strongly with animals also. And so I do that throughout my day. I will look up if I find that I'm paying attention to a specific animal or something more than like, Oh, look, it's a cat. I'll look up what the symbolism is for that animal. And then I'll do whatever I need to do mentally that like aligns me with what that message would have been. That's dope. I really like that because in my, in my mind too, it's like, that's a way to really accept and reflect like each animal you get to see each day, even if it's more than one. I also do think this like animals are very important to me. Um, you know, I'm a big on like conservation and like big on like, I, I'm, I'm an AZA member aquarium zoo association. Like I've been to over 40 zoos. Like I love, I love pets. I volunteer humane society. So like all these things I do with animals, I like to try to see animals each day. And like, I watch their behavior. Like I just told my girlfriend earlier, I was like, Hey, look, all the squirrels out here. Like I, like they kind of had different patterns of their behavior. Like, I guess even with the being coder and, you know, and I, uh, I've also had a lot of moments where like I've had zoo animals and like animals that um, I inter- like run into and maybe the 
the woods, like deer, different things, like kind of look at me and like look me in the eye and like interact with me. And I've had like orangutans and gorillas. Like I literally had the gorilla at the Louisville Zoo with my iPhone. I, it's one of my pictures on Facebook. He's literally, I Googled gorilla on Google Images and he's known for this. He's done this with others. And I held my phone and I was swiping with my finger and he would tell me when to swipe and I would move and he would look at a new gorilla picture. It's one of the most fascinating things I've ever done. That's so cool. And, and, and what I felt like that is is like all those connections building with those animals. I, I believe that there's, that these animals have spirits and they, and I feel like, you know, it, um, they really, they touch you for a reason. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, I sometimes feel like, Maybe I'm not just being protected by maybe a human spirit that loves me, but also like instead of like, you know, family and friends, actually maybe some of the animals I've interacted with in my life because I've been nothing but peaceful animals. I've never like tortured one, anything like, you know, I might have. Well, that's good. Yeah. No, no, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Never hurt any, never tortured, never like, I've never put any bad behavior towards animals. I'm talking about like, Maybe I'll step- remember that about you. Oh, in yeah, the end, I'll be like, you. never tortured an animal. <laughs> no, but I'm, what I mean <laughs> is like, I, I've just always been, you know, I've always been caring and loving towards animals. So it's just like, I sometimes feel like maybe that's in my spirit or even like a spirit, you know, maybe I do have a spirit animal. For sure. Well, not to change the topic, um, but since, okay. So first of all, I keep my tarot cards in a drawer in my um in my like podcast room it's also like where I do like my spell work and everything I keep them away in a drawer and ever since we started talking I just like had like the huge sense of like I don't know like energy pulling towards to reading you and I've never ever ever read anybody on this podcast before um I'm down I've literally been sitting here shuffling my cards while you've been talking. And I just like, I have so much energy running through my hands, like as we're just talking and I didn't, if you're down, I would love to read you. Yeah. I'd love to. I love to. I'm down. Okay. I, um, I know that you've had reads, um, like from Paige on, um, when she was on your podcast and I don't know how many reads you've had from people. Um, uh, uh-huh. Everybody reads differently. So I think that it'll be really cool. I've even had reads from just different people. They always, everybody just reads differently and brings through different messages. And I'm excited. I've had probably about seven people do me over the years and of readings. And like, um, they've all have been kind of different, but I'm always like accepting of them. I'm also always fascinated by them. And I'm also like, I, I like it. I enjoy it. And, um, and I think, uh, and like I said, I'm very like trusting of you and like believing you. So yeah, I, I, I'm down to, I'm down to hear it. Perfect. All right. I just pulled out Sage so that I can clear out all the like chills down the butthole and spine that we just went through. Yeah, for sure. And start just a new energy really quick. You know, we talked about voodoo culture earlier, but um, they believe that um, when you sage, you're also getting rid of um, the positive energies too. Really? Yeah. So they believe that when you sage, you're starting with a completely fresh energy where it's only you and the energy of the person that you're tapping into. Maybe that's why you're doing 
like maybe that's why when that happens and you say just like yeah there was negatives but you might have just had a few good experiences but then you kind of feel like sometimes you got to crawl back up you know but exactly. sometimes it's a good crawl exactly okay all right okay so what do you want first i do a light deck and i do a dark dark deck here's the difference okay my dark deck is more like very honest, straightforward, like in your face. And then the light deck is more um, like emotional, less factual, and more like this is how you're going to feel in certain situations, or I can do them both. Oh, I mean, I'm down to do both. Let's, okay. start, let's start with the uh, in your face first and then end with the lighter. All right, let's do it. Is there a certain topic that you would like? Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Because Paige asked me that um, when we did it on season one. You and, don't have to have a certain topic. You can just go general. You know, to be honest with you, um, it was good that I asked Paige those topics back then and it worked. But yeah, actually, I do think going general would be good because... With it being 2022 in like less than two weeks, it might be good to kind of hear and kind of have a fresh start. And maybe it's like going to touch on other, you know, in, in different aspects. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, um, I always do like um, a little opening um, okay. just so that we can like bring through um, any messages that are here for you specifically. Yeah, for sure. I'm down. All right. I want to open a circle today to read for Eric, AKA Sleazy. I want to ask water, air, earth, and fire to be in our circle and bring their elements with them. I want to ask mother goddess to come into our circle to provide compassion and nurturing energy. I want to invite father God to come into our circle and to just give us truth, just very honest truth, and just let us know what it is that we need to hear today. This circle is now open, and I will start the reading with a dark deck. Okay. okay. I'm excited. I am too. Thank you for the doing it. Yeah, absolutely. You have cards already jumping out. Okay. So the first two cards that I pulled for you, I have the five of swords and the three of chalices. Okay. And I always say your first, your first card pull, maybe even the second is always like our introduction card pull where, um, it kind of ties into your life, but we don't really know what it's about yet. And it's kind of just about like establishing the comfortability of the read and feeling each other's energy and spirit trusting us in our circle. So if it doesn't make sense right this second, it's okay. Everything ends up tying together. Okay. Sounds good. I trust you. Okay. So our swords. So you had the five of swords and swords represent like logic, intellect and communication. So this is a big card about communication. Um, this card for me represents, um, uh, having your feelings hurt in a situation and you having to be the one that is like, you know what, like I fucked up on this and maybe that person doesn't acknowledge their part and you have to 
you have to feel comfortable with that. You have to feel comfortable with being like, I admitted that I fucked up. They didn't admit that they fucked up. Say la vie. It'll be what it will. And like, don't be mad that they can't figure out their part. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, okay. That makes sense. Your next one is the three of chalices, um, which is also cups. This is situational and it, it comes at things from like the emotional state of it, it like it represents your emotions in a situation. Okay. And this reminds you to lean on the people that you have for support. So um, how, how would I say this? So understanding that you already have a community, you already have people who are supporting you and it's okay if somebody's going to be upset about something and you feel like, oh, well, we've been in each other's life for, you know, this long and it means this much to me. The time doesn't really matter. You don't have to keep on trying to hold on to relationships that no longer serve you when you have all of this other support around you and it's doing your support system a disservice to not validate all that they're there for you for because you're waiting for this other person to pick up pieces that they're not even wanting to play. Okay. Okay. And so would you say that's almost in regards of like, there may be people that I'm trying to hold on to my life that I should like go or like the idea or like, I, I'm just to kind of dig deeper. Yeah. So, so what I feel in this situation specifically is I feel like it's you holding on to people who aren't putting as much effort into even being involved in your life. Like they used to be super involved in your life or you used to have a really close relationship with them. But now that you're growing and they're not growing, you're trying to hold on and basically like piggyback them up a journey with you. And they're just slowing you down. And you have people who are ahead of you right now, encouraging along on your path and being like, you can get to the top, you know, just drop the extra baggage. You can make it. And you're like, Oh, but I'll leave them behind. And they're not even putting any effort into getting themselves up the top of that hill during the journey. No, I like that. I like that. And I, I can see that with you people. Okay. Thank you for that. I appreciate that one. Yeah, that those jumped out. I've got a couple more that just jumped out. Sure. Okay, so I just want to point out that we're about to have a with just these four cards. It's been um, the complete set. So your other one was swords and chalices. This one is wands and pentacles. So you've now had all four elements that we called into the circle that have represented themselves with these cards already. Okay, awesome. I think that I just I want to point that out because I feel like that's totally just being in alignment and it it just feels really cool. Yeah, no, that is dope. Okay, so this one is the nine of wands, and the wands represent willpower, communication, spirituality. Wands are also the fire um, card, like that's the element of wands is fire. Okay. Um, which to me always means that like. This is going to be your, your motivation card. This is going to be your, this is going to cause you to do something actively. A fire actively has to be burning and finding out new sources of fuel to keep itself going. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so you mean, do you think that means like I need to, um, like I'm going to like kind of like doing my, like I was telling you about Bible, so like doing the clothing and different, like, does that mean like, keep doing stuff kind of deal or 
I haven't even gotten to the meaning of this specific card yet. I'm just saying that this is what wands represents in general. Wow. Okay. That's... And this specific card, I, I'm like smiling while I picked this card up because this card represents resting and recuperating because you have been working really hard and you have a bunch of new hurdles that are going to be coming up, a bunch of things that you're going to have to overcome. And if you are so, if you are running yourself thin, you're not going to have the energy to do those things. So this is a, I think this spread specifically is business. And this specific card is saying, you need to like, take a step back. You need to chill for a second. Keep on putting like the energy that you're putting into things, but don't run yourself thin and think, oh, I've got to get there right this second. I've got to do this. You have a bunch of stuff coming at you. And if you just maintain for right this second, it's going to give you the time for a whole bunch of other things that you've been working on to start catching up with you. I need to hear that because that is a hundred percent facts. I I feel like I haven't run around doing get everything and I've been knocking out a lot of stuff and I like to be productive, but I feel like I haven't making myself too tired. And uh, I, I that's very factual what you just said. Woo. This next card. Oh my God, oh. dude. Oh my God. This is the seven of pentacles. Pentacles represent your coins, your money, your success. Oh my God, dude, this, this card right now, this card. So first of all, um, on my dark deck, the pentacles has a skull on it, which always represents to me, like, yeah, we're going to talk about coins, wealth, and success. But like, if you don't appreciate it, you're going to lose it. If you don't do it in the right ways, you're not going to achieve it. That's what pentacles in this deck means to me. The seven of pentacles specifically is about stopping having excuses, um, putting your head down and finishing the tasks that you've already started and, um, like being vigilant and it'll pay off. So if I was going to round, if I was going to sum these two cards up for you, um, what I'm going to say is you're putting too much energy and focus into things that, you're not going to get any traction with right this second. And they're just small little things that are taking you away from what your actual goals are. And you have things that you've already been working on, but you're squirreling. And so instead of putting your time and energy and attention into finishing those things, you half-ass it. And then you're like, Oh, well, I also want to go and start this other thing over here. And it's like, um, how are you going to start cooking a new dish when you haven't even finished this one? You're just going to have a bunch of un- incomplete items and you're never going to have a full meal. Oh my God. I need to hear that because I am trying to freaking do so much and achieve so much, but at the same time, it's like, it's been hard for me to take things day by day, but I think that's what I need to do. It's like, I think I have to save the world each day, but sometimes like, I don't know as much as it we- to say but maybe the car crash has actually <laughs> made me calm down from just not moving as much you know and like trying to chill for a minute center me and you know if you go out into the world and spirit keeps on trying to tell you like no homie you need to be resting you need to take it easy and you're like i can't i've got to do this 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 and this sometimes the universe is going to be like listen here motherfucker here's a car crash you need to stay home yeah that's, I mean, that, that is because I, I swear to you, 
the way that crash happened, it almost felt like it wasn't me. Like it was, it was eerie. It's kind of like somebody took control, in my opinion. That is nuts. I ha- I'm shuffling cards while you're talking. I was just kind of feeding off of the energy that you had of like it resonating with you, and I've got, I've got a couple more falling out. Yeah, it's res- it's definitely resonating with me because um, in a lot of my readings lately, especially pages one and the one when she did the eternal truth, I just like predicting by numbers and then like what you're saying it like I feel like I've also been very readable lately yeah well and like you're we talked about it earlier when I said when you are lending a platform to hear other people's stories you end up having people who are just as interested in your story now. And I think that that goes into the same thing with energy where like when you're open to accepting other people's energy, you're open to accepting your own energy and being readable and letting people see you. You're not minding being seen right now. It's putting down your walls. Yes. And I I feel like being a podcast host and like, letting people talk like a lot of times I'm always putting them before me, which is fine. Like being on the show, but like sometimes I like want to be heard and want to be like listened to because like I feel like people are hearing my voice and I always get my input on there. But like me being on your podcast, like this is like big for me because I can like get things on my chest and like I don't know. And then like I feel like that's what I was telling you from earlier. It's like you made me feel comfortable, so I feel like I'm like listened to and like that's where I get the vibe from Paige as well. Like I like that you know, you care and you're like looking into this, like you wanting to do the reading shows that like you could sense something that's, that's really cool. I love that. Yeah, dude, you got to have some dope ass friends in your circle, you know? Yeah, for sure. Your next one is the Knight of pentacles. I wish I could show you these cards right now as I'm reading you because this dark deck is absolutely ridiculous. Um, anyways, this is the King of pentacles. Uh, Again, this represents coins, like finance. The king specifically for me is, um, this is, dude, this is all about like your passions and your money right now. I feel like, I feel like your business is so at the top of your mind and you wanted to be like, yeah, let's talk about like, if I'm going to have success. And then you kind of were like, "Mm, maybe we shouldn't discuss that. Like maybe I should pick something else. So the king of pentacles is no matter what emotions you are going through, no matter what is coming at you, you are the person who is like, nope, I've got goals and I got to keep on doing them. And I always point this card out to go ahead. This is blowing my mind. I'm sorry. (laughs) The, so what does a King do? A King, no matter what is going on in a King's world, no matter, you know, what is happening a king has to keep on making choices for other people choices for himself he's always got to have everything going steady he's got to keep everything together and he's got to stay face and no matter what's going on so this is a an acknowledgement of the fact that spirit is like we recognize in you that you are a hard fucking worker and that no matter what is coming up in this life that you feel like you need to just keep on pressing on to reach those goals. I don't have a message on how that's tying in yet, but, but it's spirit saying we get you that this is your work ethic and we're working with you on this level. That makes me feel good that they see that because 
I feel like my work ethic is something very good. I know everybody thinks they have work ethic, but I work my ass off and I do strive. Like I'm OCD. Like I'm always thinking about like, I want my house perfect, my truck perfect. Like I want everything perfect. And I try to keep balance and organize everything. And like, I'm so organized and like, I feel like a lot of times that's helped me be successful by remembering things and keeping things going. But, um, Sometimes, you know, as much as I tell, like, my girlfriend or my family or my friends, like, or they come over and they compliment me, like, Paige even came over the other night and was like, you're the cleanest bathroom I've ever seen. It's like, it's not for achievement or anything like that. It's just like, but sometimes you almost want that recognition of, like, man, I've been doing this every week. I'm working my ass off. And it's like, and to hear they recognize that and you can, and you could read that, that's actually a, it's a good feeling. I love that. Your next card is the two of pentacles. We're just about pentacles for you. These last three cards, the two of pentacles. I, I love this card because this card is telling you, and it, it really ties into the previous card that you have where this card represents that you are juggling too much. This is almost like the gesture where they're juggling and all this stuff's going on. And they're like, no, I'm hustling. You see all this stuff that I'm doing? Like I'm doing all these things. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's cool that you're juggling all that shit and like props to you. You're showing off those skills. That's awesome. But what happens when you have something else that's about to come up and that needs to get thrown into the mix also. There's another ball that needs to come into rotation here. Do you really need to juggle all of the things that you're juggling right now? And, mm. or could you take one of those balls out, one of those tasks that you're working on so that you have room to throw something else into the mix? Wow. So what I take away from this for you, and I, I don't know, I don't know if the rest of your read is going to be business, but I know that these three pentacle cards were. So what we're going to say is you are juggling too many things. There's a lot of like, I don't want to say a lot, but you've got steps that maybe are important, but they're not important right this second. They're at least not taking up so much of your energy and you need to, your big things to work on are what the things that you need to add into your juggling circuit are next and you need to prioritize so that you can start putting energy towards those next things but be calm about it don't feel rushed to do it just start to eliminate the things that aren't necessary right this second and slowly incorporate the new things in at a speed that's comfortable for you without stressing yourself out i love that that's amazing My friend, the next card is the tower. Um, And it's a major arcana card, which is like something that's going to be huge and symbolic. Um, Now, when people hear the tower, a lot of times people are like, oh, no, the tower just got pulled. Everything in your life is about to crumble. And I don't see that at all. What I see when I see the tower is that I always picture a tower that's on a cliff by the ocean and it's on the edge the tower if it's a perfectly structured resilient building if the foundation underneath it starts to slide down that bitch is going in the ocean it doesn't matter how strong the tower is if the foundation isn't there so with that being said I don't know 
we haven't finished the read yet, but that's symbolic for me of either you need to remove yourself from a location that you are currently at because you have spent so long rebuilding yourself and you're now able to stand on your own, but the situation that you're in isn't going to be working out for you. Okay. What do you mean? What do you think it is? Do you, do you think you know? I don't think I, I don't think I know yet, but we're not done with your read. So we can see how that's going to tie in. Okay. The next card that I have for you is the fool, which is also a major arcana card, which is so crazy. All these element cards and then the major arcanas separately. Now, can you describe the arcana again? Uh, kind of detail about that. Okay. So major arcana to me is major life events. And the other cards are cards that are just kind of supporting um, what you emotionally are needing to hear right now or are going to support what major events the major arcana cards are. So, for instance, you what your emotions are focused on right now was business. And so the cards that came through, none of them were major arcana cards. They were all pentacles, emotions, um, skill, communication. And so those were around your business. Those are like, hey, this is what you're emotionally invested in right now. And so this is what we're talking about. Now, your major arcana, like the tower, is saying, I'm going to be very specific. You have a situation. This isn't emotionally based. This is a fundamental of your life. You have a situation that is no longer going to serve you, and you need to remove yourself from that. It can be a friendship with somebody. It can be... Um, that you are putting money into something for your business that is crippling you financially and that you keep on throwing money at and it's not working out for you. It can mean so many different things and we'll have to apply it to your life as we read. Wow. Cause yeah, that, uh, it does. It might be a couple of friends that maybe I need to get out of life cause it is not a positive thing or, I don't know. I really would have to really think. And yeah, I think more into the read will probably answer more, help me more. I would like to say that I almost feel like it is friendship and personal relationship based just because it was mentioned at the very beginning of the read about making sure that you are being surrounded by those people who are supporting and and to let people go who are holding you back and who want you to carry them on your journey because they don't want to put the work in for themselves. And so this tower card would make sense for that as in the same way before, as I said, you're not going to be able to get to your destination. If somebody wants to piggyback ride the whole way and you're not paying attention to the people trying to encourage you because you're spending your energy hauling somebody, the tower would make sense for that. Because if that person has been somebody that you think is a core part of your life and and your support system if they left your life you would feel like your tower is crumbling and so this can be a sign of hey move your fucking tower before this piece of land falls into the ocean wow and your next card is the fool and the fool for me represents that you have been going through this situation almost like it's all going to work itself out. It's fine. They're on their own journey. I'm on my own journey. We're doing our own thing. We know we like each other. We know it'll all work out in the end and almost being like blissfully blind. Yep. That's true. That's true. And um, so that's what those, that 
that's what those are representing for me is that like you're I think you it's about like doing the things that make you uncomfortable to do right Paige was just talking about that in a live today which is crazy she pulled the collective card for um the Gemini full moon and she's like you have people in your life who like you want to cut off. You don't want them to be there anyways. They're just draining you, but you're like, oh, I love them. Well, if you love yourself, why are you allowing them to do this to you? You should love yourself more than you're loving somebody who isn't showing you your worth. True. That's true. She didn't say it quite like that, but that's the gist. And I feel that sometimes. Yeah, I definitely see that with some friends. Like I I can see that for sure. I would just really have to like analyze who and, you know, what's, situations but nah it's good to hear though that you know that i maybe i need to really uh maybe i really need to like hit the pause button and really see like my whole surroundings and what's going on yeah that's what i would say also you've had an older woman that's been in this read this whole time ever since i opened the circle and she hasn't talked she just kind of like sits by and i don't know who that is for you but she just is present during your reads Really? Yes. It's an older woman. It's an older woman. I felt like it was a grandmother, but then I almost felt like it might be an aunt. It's somebody who had a part in your life specifically, like um, at least in childhood, because I specifically am seeing like um, acknowledging growth from being a childhood and being into an adult and just like, like letting it be known that that's that 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 growth is seen. Wow. I mean, my aunt Joe, who's like my second aunt, she's like aunt to my mom, but she was like almost like a cousin. She's passed. She was closer to me as a kid. I never really saw her until she like passed away in the nursing home, like probably like a few years ago. But um, other than that, I have my grandmother. I have a very tiny family. I'm also trying to think, of any other I, and this would be like, this would be your aunt joe i got nodding as you said that and a smile so it's acknowledging that it is her okay i have absolute chills right now and so she would have shown you so spirit represents themselves in the way that we're gonna identify them and so she knew that you would identify her as with your childhood which is why she would have shown me that yeah because she um was very close to my mom and my grandma um i was there for her funeral and like it really affected me seeing her in the state she was in at the end and then did you have to to walk on gravel at her funeral was there Um, was there a pathway that had some gravel and maybe flowers that lined nearby yes because we went in, I would say, well, we went into Rest Haven, and Rest Haven's a funeral home off Barstown, where I actually work across from there um, at, when I was at one time, and there's, she was in a, where the ceremony was, they drove her there, my mom, my grandma, and I went there, and I think I even helped carry her in, and then there was uh like a walking path, like going in. Now my mom and grandma were upset because her daughter Gail didn't talk about my grandmother who helped raise her. And my grandma really misses Joe. And like my mom is still 
Mrs. Joe. And I think, you know, Gail stopped by and said something to my dad when he was home because he's retired. And, like, you know, my dad was close with Good Joe, too. So, um, it's very So, the gravel is a specific acknowledgement of understanding, um, one, that you guys were all there. Two, understanding that there, um, it seems like there might have been conversations and um, disagreements or different ideas and opinions on how to lay her to rest. And so she's acknowledging that she didn't, that it didn't matter to her how she was laid as long as everybody was there. So she's just acknowledging that she knows that everybody walked up the gravel path. She was there and she felt the love and support by those who were there as well. Good. Cause yeah. Cause my, just my grandma felt like she just, I don't know. It just, there was it, some people should have been able to speak and there should have been a little bit more acknowledgement, but it's good to know that she was happy with the presence that was there. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that, people, I think that, people, that go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just saying we weren't, we weren't that close in my older years just cause like just, you know, lost touch kind of deal. But then, I got re in touch with her before she passed, which I was glad about. I think that people think that it matters like, okay. So when people pass away, right, we, as humans, we get emotional about it and we're like, well, if they were here, they would have wanted this and that. Well, certain things change when people pass on and there's a certain um, energy shift that they get and a different perspective that they have of things. And Things that we think really matter, material possessions, they would have really wanted me to have that. Again, how they are laid to rest. They really don't care when they pass over. They just want their family to um, not mourn hard and to feel connected still and to be able to notice the signs that they are giving. It's very Spirit tries to give signs. I believe this truly spirit tries to give signs when they pass away and they try to stick around to just give you the understanding that like, Hey, I'm fine. I'm in this other realm. I'm good to go. You guys are all taken care of. I've been released. Thank you for letting me, you know, thank you for mourning me and letting me part. I want to leave. And when people don't pay attention to those signs and people hold on to, I should have gotten this. Um, we were really upset that this and that happened at the funeral because it, you know, it was, it was dismissive of them. Um, it holds that spirit's energy here longer because they feel like they in some way need to fix the situation and stick around. If that makes sense. Oh my God. I'm not going to lie to you right now. I have so much chills right now. <laughs> I'm like, because what you just said was the most powerful thing I've heard in a while. Like the whole thing about the dismissive thing, that is what happened. And I think she probably is sticking around because my mom and grandma feel some type of way towards Gail and what happened. And Gail apologized, but she said it to my dad. And it's almost one of these cases where, he didn't even, he wasn't even able to go because of his work at the time. So it's, it's very, um, it's very uh, interesting to hear this because, and I feel like I need to share this with my mom and grandmother because I feel like 
and I feel like my grandma's on the decline because she's 91, and it's like it's almost proving that her and Gail are going to reconnect. Or not, excuse me, not Gail, but her and Joe. I would say, um, first I would say that Joe is um, there to accept anybody that comes over on the other side and that, and that she wants that. And I think that that will happen because, again, when spirit crosses over, they don't hold on to certain petty things. Spirit stays connected with love, which is why they stick around when they feel like there's quarrels with family members and loved ones. Um, oh, I love these carbs that are falling out for you. Um, I think that that is going to happen. And um, she specifically is showing me the moon card, the new moon card, which the new moon card for me represents um, two people can, two people can look at the moon from different locations, right? They're mm -hmm. both looking at the moon, but they're both looking at it from a different perspective. And so one person who's looking at it, if I'm looking at the moon from Idaho, I can be like, oh, wow, do you see the dark side of the moon on the left-hand side in that crater right there? And you can be like, what the fuck are you talking about? There is no dark side on the left side. The dark side's on the right side and the crater's at the top. Neither mm -hmm. one of us are right. Of us are yeah. looking at the same thing. We're looking at the moon. We there's you know shadows and craters on my side. There's shadows and craters on your side. Like we're both right. Who gives a fuck? And so it's representing that she's like, there's more than one perspective. Nobody in this situation is wrong. Why is everybody arguing over this? It just seems stupid. True. That's true. So having forgiveness for. Um, there's more than one side and people aren't genuinely going into things to fuck you over or to misunderstand and to wreak havoc. And, you know, you, you can forgive people and understand that their perspective is different and still not have them around. So true. And I think that's something my grandma is the one mainly really needs to hear. So but that's, that's good to hear that that's reason around and they'll probably eventually come to a closure with, you know, the day right. that she does yeah. well at least wow. you can know on Our that day and take away the fact that that joe is there waiting for her there is going to be like she will she will have that complete love when she passes and um i also i also see and believe that when people pass over um they always have a guide with them whether that is somebody that they have in the spirit world that's waiting for them or whether that is um, a guardian who is there to receive their soul and, and take them into the next life. Um, people don't leave on their own and just get thrown into the next um, realm. I genuinely believe that there is a soul that waits for them and walks with them and teaches them about the next life and, and downloads them and, you know, and, and lets them know, you know, this is, this is what you need to do in order to move on to your next mission. This is the option that you have to stay behind that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's powerful. And that's something good to reflect on and like actually think about because, and I think that's a good way to view it because it's, it does seem like there is somebody always there. And it also seems like, it seems like too, it could be really anyone. And, you know, and that's why I feel like it's so important to like leave that positive legacy impact on people's lives because you can, at the end of the day, circle back and, you know, people really do have your back and, you know, and it's probably possible in, in all reality that 
they're going to have your back as well in the in the spirit world too. Yep, I believe that. Yeah. Your next and, uh, poll is about your relationship. Okay. I, I, I pulled the cards and I just, that is all that's coming to me. So that's what we are going with. Okay. So your first one is swords. It is the page of swords and swords is logic, intellect, and communication. Okay. So the page is um, about finding things that are a priority and specifically they repre- she represents new relationships for me. My okay. my page of swords is uh, underwater, and she has a sword that she's looking at. And this sword for me is symbolic of always keeping yourself beneath the surface, like always being prepared for the fact that like this may not work out and you might need to have an out. And so you're always keeping – you're not always a hundred percent open about everything or about all of your, your feelings or your thoughts in a situation because you're like, well, I would hate to bear my soul and to be completely exposed and out of the water and have this not work out. Mm-hmm. And, um, the swords for me represents like being ready for battle. And so I see this card as, you being always ready for if this doesn't work out, that's fine. I'll be good. And, mm-hmm. and, and not that that's right or wrong. This card is just acknowledging that you, that you are kind of one foot in one foot out mentally inside your mind and in your spirit prepared for embracing for impact. If something doesn't work and living your relationships that way. Yeah, and maybe that's why. Maybe that's why it took me so long over since the last, since my like last series one, to even get to the point I was at now. Because you know there was, you know, I had a good time being single, but there was also times you know you had your ups and downs, and I think a lot of times it was, of you know people. There was probably even girls earlier stages of this past few years I wanted to commit that I wasn't ready to and maybe that was when you know maybe I wasn't getting that foot in you know both feet in yeah for sure and my yeah. next card for you go ahead yeah I got saying I could at least said I identified and saw it especially at those times as well I love that I like that it's I like that the cards your first card from each of these different subjects is like an acknowledgement card, like spirits, like, yo, we see you. Like, we know how you're processing. We know how you're attacking your business. We know how you're attacking relationships with family. Um, we just want you to know that you're seen and heard. Let's get into this read. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I totally, yeah. I totally feel that. Yeah. So the three of cups for me is all about friendship And, um, when it comes to putting this into your relationship read, what this is telling me is that this relationship that you're in is different for you on the aspect of you're actually with your friend. Like you're with somebody who you enjoy her time. You genuinely are like, I'm excited to spend time with this person. It feels like fun. Like, I feel like I have fun when I hang out with them. I don't feel like they're dragging me down all the time. I don't feel like 
They have weird expectations of me that I never feel like I'm good enough or I'm meeting. I think that you got into this relationship being like, I've learned from my past and I've learned the things that weren't working and I don't want to have to have one foot in one foot out. I just want to be spending every day with my best friend. Yeah, I do. And I feel like that is the right way it's going. I feel like, and I feel like that's why I have been spending every day with her a lot lately and, you know, and it's been good and like we have fun and we laugh and, She's just, she's very supportive, like, and um, just different. I mean, I told that to Paige on the podcast, just like, just a different aspect, you know? And like, yeah, I can't ever predict what the future holds, but I do want to continue to spend time with her. And like, and we were talking about doing trips and like things in the future. And it's because we have, you know, we went to Cincinnati, but we really haven't been able to like do that kind of stuff yet. Just because of schedule and all the crazy shit's been happening, but um, yeah, I want to do. I will definitely want to do more fun stuff with her. So I and I want to see where this goes and actually try to put, you know, both feet in. So I think that is cool to hear. That's so dope. This next card for you, you're either gonna love this card or you're not. Um, <laughs> this is the Seven of Wands, and the Wands again are willpower and communication and spirituality, but this one specifically is going to be your communication and your willpower and your relationship. So you guys are going to need to specifically address things that you need to work out in this relationship and things that didn't work out in your past relationships and have those like that uncomfortable conversation. It it can be like uncomfortable sometimes for people. Um, But Like that's going to be a super important conversation for you guys to have because I think that you're both going into this with the, well, we'll just like, we're, you're going into it with friendship leading it. So that already makes you guys comfortable to communicate, but you have to be comfortable to communicate about the things that didn't work out in the past so that you guys aren't Mm -hmm. bringing those traumas and those defense mechanisms to the relationship now, because I feel like you guys handle confrontation differently and mm-hmm. um, and you communicate differently and th- having this conversation will make you guys both vulnerable and both honest and um, will teach you guys about each other's communications and you'll learn about communication styles that you guys had in past relationships and why it didn't work out and what the expectations for your relationship now are. Wow. Yeah. Cause I, I do think that's true. And I think that's something that her and I do a lot. We do communicate and I do talk about the past a lot because I think it's because I'm mainly trying to prevent bullshit that's happened in the past into the current matter, you know, and like, trying to turn those obstacles and change them that could come about. But like, yeah, I definitely think that is the case. And I think it's, I think too, like, um, there's a lot of things that like, I even stated to her in the beginning of the relationship that I definitely want, you know, to try different new and like, like do, you know, I wanted to do more traveling and I wanted to, um, you know, have a girl that's more like, I don't know, just kind of chill down to earth. And, uh, you know, she's, she's not like, Oh wow. I'm crazy. And like that. Like, she's just really cool and chill. And like, um, 
there was just different things that I, I wanted to try, but also two things that I've realized over the past few years being single that I enjoy. And that's on like all different aspects across the board, like things I like to go out and do when I'm in a relationship, things sexually, things um, mentally, emotionally, like, so there was all these things that I felt like was good for me to be single for the past few years because I got to learn and I did get to experience things that, you know, again, learning and getting to see like, oh, I like this, I like that. Not saying I had never done that in the past, but it really helped to get to this relationship. And I feel like it's something that the longer our journey goes while we are together, that there's definitely going to be times where conversations are going to happen, but there's also going to be times where I feel like, you know, I'm ready to try some new things and experience new things in the relationship and give this a shot and see how this goes. And like, you know, all it can do is, you know, all it can do in the end is just fail if it doesn't work, you know? I love that. Yeah. I mean, and, and you're right. All that it can happen is that it fails if it doesn't work and it's going to fail if you're half-assing it anyways. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, I feel like there's, I feel like the good thing with her and I is we communicate very good, but it's also too that we can, I can share different things that I enjoy. Like, She's also very open-minded, which, you know, she's been from day one. And, you know, there's things that, like, I've told her, like, hey, let's try this, like, try that. And, you know, and she's very willing to give different things a shot and different things like that. And, like, I think that's what I've really wanted because I feel like I've had, you know, I've had been with girls that, in a way, at the end of the day, become narrow-minded. And so, oh, yeah. And- I feel like what I mean by that is, is like just stuck in a thing and it kind of makes it boring. It's like, I want to try new things. Like, let's go travel. Let's go do something. And it's just like, that's what I want. And I feel like I get that energy from her. That's so awesome. Yeah. So I've been at least, in, you know, at least trying to um, give that a shot. And I feel like with how much bad shit's been happening lately just because of different things like I do need to chill and calm down with things but it's also too I think that I think in 2022 her and I can actually enjoy and do stuff more because I'm hoping some of this you know negativity and like crazy shit that does happen is going to eventually end and I can like we can actually enjoy stuff and like you know and maybe that's where I need to chill to actually you know we were able to do that yeah, I think so. And I think that you can also do things even when there's chaos. I mean, it's realistically, yeah. life's always going to have chaos. And you're either going to have somebody who gets through the chaos with you or you're going to have somebody who avoids it. And I get the feeling that she's there just down for the ride. Yeah, and that's how and that's what she is. And like, that's how I uh, I feel like I feel like it's it's going really good. And I'm um, going with the flow and I'm being on mind. Like, yeah, you know, and you got to realize like it's been, it's been almost like four years since I've been with somebody and like what my ex fiance did, it really fucked me up. Like it hurt me beyond belief, but like, uh, you know, I was really in love with that girl, but it, it took me so long. Um, but it also, that past few years being single really helped me. Like, and then I think it got me to where, where I'm at now point wise you know and there's definitely things that 
you know, her and I both know we need to work on and improve and there's things that she's going to work on. There's things I need to work on, but I feel like we're both open-minded to do it together and, uh, and we'll, you know, ready to go with the flow with it for sure. Hell yeah. Well, Hey, we've been recording together for like four hours now. So, (laughs) um, I want you to shout out what your socials are, where everybody can follow you. And then I also link it in the description when your episode drops, which will be December the 26th. Sick. So I want to wish everybody a happy holiday and happy new year. My name is Eric Clark, E-R-I-C-C-L-A-R-K, a.k.a. Sleazy, S-L-E-E-Z-Y space E. And the reason I spell that, uh, it's just like Sleazy. Sometimes people spell S-L-E-A-Z-Y, so it is Sleazy with two E's. Um, my Instagram is Vibin' with Sleazy, the podcast. You can also email me at vibinwithsleazy at gmail.com. I have Facebook, Babylon with Sleazy, the podcast. You can also add me on Facebook. I don't care, Eric Clark. Um, I have Instagram, uh, the world of Sleazy E. You can add me there as well. So like I said, um, reach out. Uh, I'm always, I'm very into getting new guests. I'm, I'm social. I'll, I'll, I'll answer any questions. And like I said, if there's anything that you want to learn more about me or that you heard on this podcast, you want to get my opinion on anything, like I said, I'll answer. I'm an open book. So Definitely reach out. Um, I like new friends, so that's why I said I, I don't care. You can add me on Facebook. I, I will definitely uh, message back and write. And please listen to the podcast. It's on all platforms, Vibin' with Sleazy. Um, I'm on season two. Uh, just did episode five today with Diana. And we are basically going to be dropping that Tuesday. So I'm really excited about that. We had an awesome episode, and this episode was phenomenal. I'm extremely honored to be on this podcast. I think it was dope. We got to talk about paranormal and all the different things. And you got to do the reading on me, which was very powerful because I, I was very, I mean, so relatable. And you definitely have a gift. And I'm just very excited to hear this one comes out. I'm excited it's coming after Christmas. And I'm ready to see what happens in 2022. I'm going to keep being open-minded. And I'm really excited. Um to uh you know have you as a friend and so thank you again for having me you are so welcome i am so grateful for this friendship and i want to thank you for letting me tap into your energy and read you and thank you for trusting me with your aunt joe's energy and relaying messages for your family and i hope that it helps bring a healing and you know when it's your grandmother's time i hope that it helps you guys to know that joe is waiting there to take her with her that's amazing. Thank you. It's very powerful. I, I appreciate you. And uh, like I said, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to this episode coming out and I, I trust you. And again, I appreciate you. So thank you. You are welcome. Well, you have a wonderful night and I will talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Peace. Right, bye. Bye.